The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Here are three ways that you can refinance your property for maximum yield and profit, plus how to get your money day one, how to refinance day one. So first of all, there are three options that I'm going to go through with you today, and that is day one refinancing, three to six month refinancing, and two to five years refinancing. And by the way, these don't mean this is when you apply for your refinance. This is when you complete your refinance, either day one, three to six months, or two to five years. And there are different benefits to each of those options. It's not always just about refinance as quick as you can, get the money back out ASAP, turn it into a buy-to-let mortgage quick. It's not always about that because the goal is maximum profit and maximum yield. And I focus on yield because it shows me if I'm getting the most for my money. For an example, one to 5% yield, and I'm talking cash yield and true yield here, not gross yield that weird estate agents work out, you know, the annual rent divided by the purchase price. What's that got to do with anything? Nothing. It's got nothing to do with anything. Anyway, 1% to 5% shows me that it's not really a great yield. 5 to 8% yield shows me that it's average to good, something like that. 8 to 12% yield, now we're starting to get good and very good yields. 12% to 20%, now we're getting somewhere. These are really good yields, 12% to 20%. Hands up, who would take a 12 to 20% cash yield? I certainly would. Nice one. And then when you start hitting 20% or more, that's when you're getting great yields. Comment below if you would take a 20% yield on a buy-to-let property. Yeah, of course you would. Let me know below, by the way. And hit some likes as well if you if or some loves or some follows or whatever button you're pressing or able to press, whatever you're watching on. Let me know you're about. Let me know you, that you care. Um, so, yeah, so those are some examples of some good yields. And that's why I focus on the yields, because it shows me that I'm getting the most for my money. So you should do that, too. If you calculate and time your refinance properly and correctly, and I will come back to the calculating part, then that will give you more profit and definitely a higher yield. By the way, is anybody buying right now? Is anybody buying property right now? If you are, let me know. Comment comment below. Let me know where you're buying, what sort of areas you like to invest in. Always interested to know where people invest. But anyway, back to refinancing. So many people rush out 
to get a mortgage as quickly as possible, to refinance and get their money back instantly. But it's not always the best way to do it. So I'm going to go through these three ways to refinance your property investment for maximum yield, maximum profit. And I'm going to start with the fun stuff. Yeah, 12%, Jamie, I'll take that. Hey, <laughs> it's not bad at all, is it? Um, anyway, yes. So the three ways, we're going to start with the fun stuff, which is day one, refinancing. Day one. Then we're going to go through probably a more common way to refinance for flip to lets and whether you're buying a property, doing it up and then refinancing or a BRR, as some people call it, where it can take something like three to six months to get that refinance through. And then we're going to go through the most common uh, refinancing strategy for a buy to let, which is two to five years, which is where you basically buy it and then refinance it later. All of those have really different benefits. It's not just a case of get my money back quickly. Your question should be, when do I get my money back and make the maximum profit? That's the question. Not how quickly can I get my money back, but when can I get my money back to make the maximum profit? That's the question. So let's crack on. Refinancing a property investment on day one. This is not applying for a refinance on day one. This is completing a refinance on day one. It's an unbelievable opportunity. And day one refinancing, let's not beat around the bush. It is a skill. It's an art. It's a piece of art. And I use it all the time. It's very non-traditional. It's very specialist, but very profitable if you do it correctly. And by the way, I should probably say day one refinancing. If you need my mortgage advisor to help you with this, let me know or get your mortgage advisor to, to discuss it with you. And this is a facility that me and my mortgage advisor have set up with a couple of lenders. And these lenders I've worked with multiple times. So they allowed me to set this up with them. It just means I can buy twice as many properties in half the time with half the cash. Again, I don't mean applying for a remortgage or a refinance on day one. I mean completing it on day one. And the way it works is you basically buy the property with a bridging loan. Whether you need a bridging loan or not, it doesn't matter. You buy it with a bridging loan. That also helps you buy the property quicker. You can offer sellers a faster completion because bridging loans tend to complete faster. So you buy the property with a bridging loan and then you refinance it to a buy to let mortgage. Sounds pretty normal. But here's the here's the fun bit. You apply for the buy to let mortgage aspect of this facility at the same time as you apply for the bridging loan to buy the property. So the mortgage lender will analyze the property purchase with a bridging loan and then at that same time, they will analyze you and the property for the buy-to-let mortgage as well. So you basically apply for both facilities at the beginning of your purchase process. And then when the purchase is complete, the bridging loan converts to a buy-to-let on day one, straight away. How awesome is that? Now, unless you're refurbishing, by the way, if you're refurbishing a property, then you can uh, lengthen the amount of time that you're on the bridging loan before it converts to a buy-to-let mortgage. But basically, it will complete and it will convert 
to a buy-to-let mortgage when that refurbishment is done, if you're refurbishing or on day one, if you're not. So if you're buying a property below market value, and let me know if you're still with me, by the way. Sometimes when I explain these things, I can go a little bit quickly. Um, so let me know if, if, if I'm explaining this clearly enough. Basically, you buy a property with a bridging loan. It converts to a buy-to-let mortgage on day one. It means you need less cash to buy the property. And yes, that's right, Jamie. It's with the same lender. And it means it converts to a buy-to-let mortgage on day one. It means you need less cash to buy the property in the first place, which I'll explain another time. Um, but it's just a really good way of doing it. Or it enables you to buy the property, do the refurbishment, and then refinance it when it's done. It's a much faster way of doing it. So if you're buying below market value, by the way, you need half the cash because the mortgage lender, get this, will lend you against the value, not the purchase price. So that means you need a smaller deposit. Awesome, isn't it? And if you're buying it, at, if you're buying a flip to let or a BRR, whatever, again, you need less cash to buy the property and it's all ready to convert to a buy to let. You don't have to then reapply for a buy to let. You've already applied. So there's another part to this as well, because with this facility, the mortgage lender will also also value the property based on how much it might be if property was on the market for up to 180 days, six months. Crazy. It means how much could I get for this property if it was on the market for six months? Well, you know you're going to get more if, if you're having it on the market for that length of time. So very generous valuations too. It just means you can borrow more, get more cash out, use less cash for a deposit and buy more properties. I'm doing it right now. I use this facility all the time. And it's just enabled me to buy twice as many properties in half the time. And my portfolio is ramping up super fast because I'm just throwing all my money into the next property, then the next one, then the next one, then the next one. And by the way, in all these options I'm going to go through with you, I'm happy to connect you with my personal mortgage advisor. I'll just do that by email. You don't pay me for that or anything like that. I just want to make sure that everyone's got this facility because it's brilliant. Let's use it while it's here. I don't know how long it'll be around for, but it's a brilliant purchasing opportunity. My mortgage advisor, by the way, is a specialist in investment, buy-to-let, bridging finance, development finance, and I suppose creative investment financing. That's all he does. Doesn't do anything to do with standard residential stuff, only investments. That's why I work with him so much. Or, by the way, actually, I should probably mention, I'm now starting to lend. I know. So if you have a property investment opportunity, I could joint venture with you as a private investor. I know. And that means that I'm able to look at property deals, carry out some due diligence, help you analyze a deal. And if it's the right deal, I may well lend the money as well. So anyway, in all of those things, if you want to connect with my mortgage advisor, just stick a comment down there or message me privately, or you can email me. It's tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. Tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. Message me through Facebook if you want to or um, anywhere. So that's option number one, day one refinancing. Option number two, refinancing your property three to six months after your purchase. 
Now, this is a much more traditional way to refinance a property investment because there are some mortgage advisors that would require you to own a property for six months before even applying for a conversion to a buy-to-let or converting it to another type of mortgage. Other mortgage lenders will let you apply on day one, but require ownership for a certain period of time before you can complete it. And you know what? The application process takes a couple of months anyway. As you all know, mortgage lenders are not fast. Now, if you're going to refinance a property three to six months, being quite general with that time frame, if you're going to uh, refinance a property three to six months after you've bought it, then normally you're doing either a flip to let or a BRR and you're doing something like a bridging loan or some sort of purchase finance and converting that to a buy to let once a job has been done, once you've added value, once you've increased value, or if you're buying properties below market value, like a lot of my clients are doing, then you could probably just be buying it with a normal mortgage and converting it to another mortgage. But either way, there are a lot of mortgage lenders that require you to own that property for a certain period of time before you can refinance. Now, here's a tip. It's not always a bad thing to pay a redemption penalty or a settlement penalty. Basically, it's not a bad thing in some instances to pay a fee for paying off your mortgage. I speak to so many property investors that are put off from refinancing or selling because they're going to pay a penalty on their mortgage. But let me ask you this question. Would you pay a £5,000 fee to get £25,000 profit? Yeah, of course you would. Of course you would. And by the way, has anybody done that? Has anybody refinanced or sold a property and paid a penalty, knowing they're going to pay a penalty, but that's all right, because I'm going to get more money back. I'm going to get more yield. I've just done it. I've just sold two properties, and there's going to be redemption penalties on both. By the way, redemption means when you're going to redeem a mortgage, pay it off, basically. But yeah, I'm going to pay redemption penalties on both of those properties, but it's well worth it, because I'm going to get much more profit and yield by paying off that penalty. And you know what? Those sales that I'm just doing right now are very high yielding, even with that penalty. And I calculated this into my pre, into my forecast, into my DD, um, in all of that. I calculated it and I know that it's hugely profitable for me to pay that fee. And it meant because of that penalty, being added into it, it meant I got a lower rate. So in the time that I owned that property, I was making more cash flow. And now when I'm selling the property, I'm going to, yep, I'm going to pay that penalty, but I'm going to get a higher yield. So it's not always a bad thing to pay a redemption or settlement fee. Uh, so where did I get to? So <laughs> I've just veered off track. I know I'm crazy. Um, so yeah, so I've just done that with a couple of couple of properties. Not always a bad thing to pay a penalty. You just got to calculate the whole deal. That's what I'm saying. Too many people only calculate the purchase. They don't calculate everything involved in the deal, especially all the fees as well. Now, just quickly, uh, thank you very much for everybody who has signed up to my uh, Buy to Let Masterclass. I've only done pre-registration so far and loads of people have jumped into that. So I'm really happy about that. I've not even re released the dates yet, 
But um, it's a it's a massive course. I've put together such a huge course, which details the whole journey from start to finish, all the tools, all the training, everything you need from day one through to your exit plan in 10 years, whatever it might be, everything's in there. So those of you that have joined me, awesome. I look forward to doing that with you. Get yourself a fresh notepad because there's going to be a lot to go through. But get ready to make some money as well. And if you want to pre-register, by the way, you can comment below or you can message me direct or you can email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. This is everything I've done myself, by the way. The Buy to Let Masterclass is everything I've done myself and my clients have done too. Any clients that buy through my property broker or buy with me or my letting agency or my estate agency, they all have done these things that I'm going to go through in the Buy to Let Masterclass. And also some advice from the best investors in the country. And there's a few little other things there, which I'll release. Don't worry. I'll tell everybody everything soon. But if you want to pre-register for that, let me know. And my team will add you to the pre-registration list. This is a once-off for me. I don't know if I'm going to do many more of these. I'm not sure about the training. I'm just testing it out. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, so that is refinancing your property three to six months after your purchase. Now, refinancing your property two to five years after your purchase. Now, this is very standard, very common. You buy a property with a normal mortgage, a buy-to-let mortgage, and then you leave it on that fixed rate, whether that's two years, three years, five years, whatever it may be, and then you refinance it when it's due for a refinance. Now, like I said a few times, too many people are too quick to refinance when there might be better options. Some people buy a property and they rush to refinance it and pull out as much money as they can too quickly. But that might not be the way to go. That I don't think that's always the way to calculate what the actual maximum yield you can make it make is. Because for an example, you might buy a property and you might get a brilliant rate for a five-year fixed rate. But some people are put off that because it's a five-year fixed rate and they see it as tying up their money for five years. Well, think of it like this. It's all in your property and that's your property, equity cash flow. It's all in your property. So it doesn't really matter whether you've got 50 grand of cash in your bank account or 50 grand of cash in your property account, which is your equity, or 50 grand account, uh, sorry, 50 grand in your equity, 50 grand in your stock, stock market shares, 50 grand in your cryptocurrency. It doesn't matter where your 50 grand is. It's all your money. So if you're going to refinance in five years or five minutes, it doesn't matter. It's all coming to you. It's all your money. But some people take, if you take a, a, a mortgage rate that's that's lower, sorry, if you take a, a shorter mortgage term, then sometimes you'll pay more for that in that short term. Sometimes if you try and refinance quickly, you might pay a bit more in penalties. You might pay a higher rate in the meantime. So, in some cases, you might take a longer fixed term to get a lower rate, but then at the end of that fixed term, your property is worth so much more, which means you can take more money out. For an example, if you refinance a property on day one, you're not going to be able to take advantage of any 
appreciation, growth in value. If you take a mortgage of with a fixed rate for five years, at the end of that five years, your property might have grown by 20, 25% in value. So therefore, you're going to get the lower rate, which means you're going to get a better cash flow in the meantime. And you're also going to get 20, 25% growth in value, which you can also extract. So it doesn't really matter where your money is. It's your money. The only thing is, is it's got to be about yield. It's got to be about calculating the strategy, the whole strategy from start to exit. That's it. So you work out what is the strategy that gets the maximum yield. And remember my tip. It's not always a bad thing to pay a redemption penalty. Like I said earlier on, would you pay five grand to get 25 grand of profit? Yeah, of course you would. Like I said, the two properties that I've sold just very recently, it cost me about £8,000 in penalties, but I'm netting about £100,000 from selling them. Drinks on me. And that's what I mean. I'm paying £8,000, but I'm getting £100,000. And guess what I'm going to do with that £100,000? You knew it. I'm going to buy more properties. I'm going to use day one refinancing, like I said to you earlier on. I call it the BMV to let, the below market value to let product or facility, whatever you want to call it. All of that money is going to go straight into more properties. And then that will go into more properties and compound and compound and compound. So you've got to calculate any penalties, any cash flow into the entire property plan. Don't just work out how quickly can I get my money out? You could just leave the mortgage as it is and refinance at the end of the term. You won't pay a penalty. In some cases, you'll get a lower rate in the meantime. That means more cash flow. And if you're if you're doing this properly and you're not touching that cash that's coming in from your property and you're using it to compound and reinvest, then you are going to make more money to be able to invest again once you can refinance. Does that make sense? If you keep that cash flow accumulating, when you come to the end of your fixed rate, you can refinance and then you've got more to reinvest. Lovely. So five things to remember about refinancing an investment property. Number one is focus on the yield. That will tell you if you're going to do well with your money or you could do better. One to 5% is not great. If you're looking at properties that are going to generate a cash yield or a true yield of one to 5%, you need to contact me so that I can connect you with a much better property than that. Five to 8% is average to good. Still, if you're going to make about five to 8% on a, on a property, contact me. I should be able to get you a lot better than that, depending on where you're buying, of course. But, you know, 8 to 12% is good to very good. 12 to 20% is very good. And 20% or more is great. My minimum yield for my own personal property investing is 20%. I do not buy a property now for less than a 20% cash yield. Not bad, huh? And the better the yield, the more the fee, of course. So if you're going to find properties that have really high yields, you're probably going to pay a bit more in fees and sourcing fees and all of those things to buy it. But the higher the yield, the less they come along. 
And the longer you wait, the longer your money sat in the bank. You know my rule, it's always better to buy. Just buy a property, buy one. You're not stuck with it forever. You could buy a property now, start making profit. And if a better one comes along, you can sell and reinvest. Tip number two, it's okay to pay a, pen pay a penalty to pay off a mortgage. Just calculate it into your strategy and your forecast. Number three, Work with specialist mortgage advisors that focus on investments. You can use mine if you want. Just contact me and I will connect you up. But use a mortgage advisor that specializes in investments. Number four, forget my numbers now. It's okay to wait the term of the mortgage instead of rushing to refinance. Calculate the yield. That will tell you all you need to know. And number five, it doesn't matter where your money is, in the bank, in your property, in your equity, in the stock market. It's all your money. It's just in different accounts. A bank account isn't the only type of account you can have. Your equity is another account. The only difference between each of the accounts that you have is the length of time it takes to withdraw the money. Your bank account is instant. Your stock market account would probably take three days to withdraw the money. Your property account would just take three months to withdraw the money. That's the only difference. OK, hope you enjoyed all of that. I've been through day one refinancing, which is awesome. I've been through three to six month refinancing. I've been through two to five year refinancing. And within all of that, definitely contact me to pre-register for the Buy to Let Masterclass. This is, this is my Buy to Let Masterclass, Tom Soane's Buy to Let Masterclass. If you want to just contact me somehow, then my team will pre-register you and I'm going to be releasing all the details soon. Thank you very much for watching. Um, well, hopefully you're going to go and buy some properties. Let me know if you need me to help. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message, I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.